to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of the majestic mountains near the Lake Louise Ski Resort near Banff in Alberta, Canada, comes to us from a friend's recent family skiing vacation, showing us that there are indeed blue skies and beauty to behold even in the season of winter and the great white north country of Canada. Uh, it's Wednesday, and I figure this was a good photo to share for its beauty and to represent Hump Day as we will ascend and overcome the mountain of midweek by day's end. When I saw that my friend, who lives in Long Island, was sharing photos from a skiing vacation, I assumed that Lake Louise and Banff were somewhere relatively local in the States, but my Google Map search revealed that my friend's love of skiing took them way out west, as, as well as north, to another country proving just how far we will go for the things we love. It's not only Wednesday today, but also Ash Wednesday, which should remind us of our Christian faith and the lengths that Christ went to to express God's love for us. And he came to earth, lived, as he came to earth, lived a sinless life and died to pay for our sins and to reconcile us to God. I continually encourage others to be reconciled to God, uh, to the Lord, by placing their faith in Jesus Christ, because I know that it is through our relationship with God that we can experience true peace and can discover the meaning and purpose of our lives. Unfortunately, many gospel messages stress salvation and life after death in heaven above the relational aspects of our faith, which results in a fundamental lack of understanding of what this thing called Christianity is all about. Getting a ticket to heaven, the guarantee of eternal life through faith in Christ, is not the end of our relationship with God. It's the beginning. When preachers push the primacy of salvation at all costs, they do a disservice to the very people they wish to usher into God's kingdom. And their short-sighted messages could lead to false converts or to disillusioned and confused Christians who have a shaky assurance of their salvation but no idea what to do next. Putting our faith in Jesus can be seen as a box to check off, as the minimum requirement for eternal life, and our faith can be reduced to a transaction rather than a relationship. Okay, I put my faith in Jesus, you forgive me of my sins, and you let me into heaven when I die. Deal? Deal. Awesome. Thanks. I'll see you in church occasionally. Uh, now back to be doing me, but with my trusty ticket to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, uh, that is not exactly how I thought when I first came to Christ, but it was pretty close. I saw faith as a relationship, but as a transactional relationship. Christ gives us eternal life and forgiveness of sins, and we have to do the X, Ys, and Zs of the Christian faith, like go to church, stand up, sit down, kneel, and follow the instructions, and say the expected things in church. Pray, or at least look, kneel and look like you're praying, or say you will pray for someone. Uh, read the Bible. Am I expected to read all of this? Uh, uh, <laughs> to be nice, or at least try to be nice. Smile and shake hands when, where appropriate. Uh, do good deeds. You know, serve in the church or do good works. Whoa, we are on the way, our way to sainthood for sure. And, of course, give cash. Donate to charity, give to the church, or tithe. Oh, that's when you, you are serious. Oh, boy. Uh, for a cursory, you know, from a cursory examination of church culture, that may seem that 
that is all there is to being uh, to the Christian life. And we just have to do this stuff to be a Christian. However, as my snarky commentary for that checklist of Christian duty should have indicated, there's something missing here. The thing that is wrong with this view of our Christian uh, faith is the love of God. Um, you can do all of the above and have your heart as cold and as hard as it was before you said the words or prayed the prayer that sealed the deal of, put, of your putting your faith in Jesus. Unfortunately, our exposure to the way of the world has taught us that transactions are the things that make the world go round. We do X and we get Y. And that spirit of materialism can be seen in our relationships with one another. Quid pro quo, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your yours, or happy wife, happy life, shots fired, uh, can easily be viewed as the status quo of our relationships with one another. So when we begin our relationship with God, it can be it can become let's make a deal rather than follow the leader. Now don't get it twisted. We are we are to follow the Lord, but we are not to do so as some someone who is just following orders. That dynamic is just another expression of quid pro quo, but with a military bent. Don't get me started with onward Christian soldiers. Jesus isn't a drill sergeant. Um, our relationship with God is supposed to be based on the is not supposed to be based on the benefits. I better put that in there. Not supposed to be based on the based on the, our on the benefits. Although we are greatly benefited from our relationship with Him. Our relationship with God is supposed to be a love relationship. John 3.16, which leads many to accept Christ, says that it, 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 it is because of God's love that he gave his only begotten son so that we could live. He offers us eternal, uh, eternal uh, <laughs> He offers us eternal life, a relationship with him out of love. We are not to look at our love relationships with a transactional view. We are to enjoy the love and let, the, let that motivate us to grow in our relationship with our loved one. Um, if we are just going through the motions of our faith because that's the deal, it's no wonder that we are failing to experience the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Our love relationship with the Lord should cause us to want to know Him more and seek to please Him out of the, our love for Him, not out of some perceived obligation. So as we take a step into the season of Lent today, uh, I encourage you to examine uh, your faith and the things you quote-unquote do for God and the reasons why you do them. Um, why do you do them? You know, Do you have joy and peace in your relationship with God? Are you trying to put forth a good image as a Christian? Or are you acting out of a heart's desire to be conformed to the image of Christ where your love for the Lord causes you to want to be be like him. Our faith isn't a list of requirements and duties to perform. Our faith is supposed to be a dynamic interaction with God that draws us to change the status quo of our lives as we seek to understand his ways and apply them to our lives. The heart has to lead us to follow the Lord, otherwise we are just marching to a drummer we would rather not listen to. Just like my friend was willing to go to O Canada because of his love for skiing, there is no lengths we wouldn't go through to be with the one we love. 
So keep walking and talking with God and remind yourself of the love that, uh, that was poured out for you to be reconciled to him and respond in love to seek the Lord and experience the joy and peace that comes from being in a love relationship with him that encompasses all the aspects of your life and, and would cause you to go to, to great lengths to become closer to him. Today's Bible verse comes to us from the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men. This morning's meditation verse is Hebrews 13.5, and it says, Don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. Today's Bible verse encourages us to be content with what we have and to understand that God is with us regardless of our circumstances. Okay, for whatever reason, the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men left off the don't love money portion of today's verse, but I included it to be thorough and to include that advice that is so counterintuitive to the world system. The love of money is understandable. Money provides comfort and a sense of security. The idea is that the more money we have, the more easily it will be to be satisfied, but the truth is that even the richest people can lack a sense of satisfaction as the love of money generally causes a preoccupation of it that results in the pursuit of more of it. So don't love money. Follow the wisdom in today's verse and be satisfied with what you have. The Freedom in Christ course that I facilitate uh, for Freedom in Christ ministry boldly teaches that happiness comes from wanting what we have meaning that happiness isn't about having what you want, it's about wanting what you have, because as long as we are focused on what we don't have or what we, uh, what we can't do, we, we will be unhappy. But when we appreciate what we already have, we will be happy all of our lives. Of course, the thing that will give us great peace and joy is knowing that the one who makes all things and controls all things approves of us. When we put our faith in Jesus, God approves of us and, and will never abandon us. Our peace with the Lord tells us that it is well with our souls. So rest in the peace of the Lord and ex appreciate what you have and be satisfied with where the Lord has you in life. When you know you are accepted, significant, and secure as a member of God's royal family, you should be satisfied and be assured that God will never fail you. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Uh, today, we continue to share from June Hunt's Codependency, Balancing an Unbalanced Relationship. Um, and today, uh, it's section recovery step number one, confront your codependency. And uh, June Hunt provides uh, basically how to confront every portion of your life in regards to your codependent relationships. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the key to overcoming problems is confrontation. Uh, we, we, we recognize what we've done and we confront it and, you know, take steps to, to go past it. Um, I started to review um, the, this resource uh, last night uh, from the beginning, and uh, it's a rich teaching um, and it's so rich that I was I was moved to share it with my children who are both in their early twenties, um, to possibly give them some insights into the traps of people pleasing and being in uh, uh, unhealthy relationships. As ch children of divorce, 
they sort of got a view of uh, what a codependent relationship looked like up close and personal. Um, and I, uh, you know, as a Christian counselor, I want to share, uh, you know, the, the, uh, a Christian's view based on the word of God, of what good relationships are all about and who, you know, who we're supposed to have our security in. Um, so yeah, I felt a uh, great conviction and shared that resource in its entirety with my kids via email today. Um, so if you would like, like that resource, the codependency, balancing an unbalanced relationship, you can reach out to, to, and contact me at mtforchrist247 at gmail.com and I'll send you the word doc that I sent to them. Um, it's, it turns out it's, this book is only 40 pages long and believe me, that's a lot of Bible verses and lots of spaces in between. So really in actuality, it's, it's probably more like 30, um, as uh, you know, the way they structure it is very, you know, a lot of space there, not a lot of heavy reading, but a lot of biblical wisdom. So I recommend it um, for you to either search out that resource for yourselves, or like I said, you can get it free via email via, uh, by contacting me at mtforchrist247 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, this, this stuff, uh, you know, this Christian life, it's about living it. It's not just about believing it and, you know, trying to figure out the system of church and all that stuff. It's about your relationship with God and how it empowers you and gives you peace. Um, so I encourage it. And we encourage it, of course, by sharing our discipleship classes that we taught uh, last year, uh, Victory Over the Darkness, The Bondage Breaker, and Freedom in Christ, are all available on the podcast, and uh, you can reach me, you know, you can get the class materials for those uh, by reaching out to, to, you know, an email as well. Um, and of course, you know, it's all, all this wisdom isn't my wisdom, it's based on the Word of God. Um, and luckily, Christian counselors have gone before me to, to, you know, to take out the wisdom of Scripture and to make it applicable to our lives. So um, we obviously uh, also encourage the study of, of God's word for, for ourselves. And we do that by sharing our Bible study once a week called Bible Study with the Sincatis, where we discuss a biblical topic with uh, Arthur and Susanna Sincati each and every week. Um, so if you want to check that out, that's on the podcast as well. Well, it's hump day. It's the first day of Lent. Uh, it's Ash Wednesday. If you're a born-again Christian, you might go like, well, Ash Wednesday's a Catholic thing. Um, it's my prayer that you can find a, a place of worship tonight um, to, 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 to celebrate the Lord. My church has a worship service up in uh, Clifton Park tonight. And there's even there's, there's one local. Sometimes Lutherans or Methodists will do uh, um uh, an Ash Wednesday service, so I re recommend going to one of those um, Protestant uh, expressions of, uh, of 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 Ash Wednesday, or if or if there's no other options and you you know want to uh, you know partake in in the season of Lent, you know the Catholic Church is there too. Um, as long as our focus is not on anything other than Jesus, um, you know you can you can survive whatever service. Um, but let the Holy Spirit be your guide, not me. Um, all I'm saying is, uh, basically it's a time of, uh, repentance and prayer and coming, coming again into, uh, the season of Lent, um, as a devotion to God 
and uh, I recommend it because it's just another part of the, you know the path of Christian discipleship and really just walking on our faith day of the day. It just makes the season of Lent makes that a little more appropriate. Whereas you know the rest of the year there ain't no season, um, but every season is a season for Christ. So uh, you know we don't give up our faith because the seasons change. But you know when these seasons come up, it's a great opportunity to renew our faith and our commitment. You know and to you know. Uh, shake off shake off whatever might have been clinging to us as we walk into it so let's pray uh, and uh, we'll start our hump day uh, off right lord god heavenly father thank you for another day in your kingdom we pray for everyone listening today lord that you would be with us and uh, you would come aside uh, come aside the prayer requests of the people listening and uh, lord that you would fill us all with the holy spirit today to lead us into all truth and to show us the way we should go um because when we, when we listen to your voice and we follow your wisdom, we understand that you have the answers to life and godliness and, and, and for eternal life. Um, Lord, that we, we don't have to wait for, uh, uh, wait for our ticket to heaven to be cashed in to experience the peace and love of, of, of being in your kingdom. Um, Lord, we pray for the people that uh, are listening today that they would, they would step into the season of Lent with uh, renewed hope and renewed faithfulness. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that they'll confront the issues of their lives and use their faith to, uh, to, to find a solution um, to their problems, Lord, because we know that you care about us and that you don't want us walking in darkness the rest of our lives and that some things we can overcome. Um, as your word says, that everything is possible with you, Lord. And, um, Lord, we just pray for that to, to go forth today and uh, to encourage us all. Lord, help us to do the things that we're supposed to do today to represent you and to uh, find your peace and presence. All these things we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.